Thank you so much for worshiping with us today on this cold morning. Man, I had a great, great Thanksgiving. We hope that you did as well. I'm still celebrating Thanksgiving. I don't want to let it go. In fact, I'll celebrate it later uh, today with a a few more leftovers. How about you? Uh, I love Thanksgiving leftovers. I want to welcome you in, in the service, and I also want to welcome those of you that are watching online. I'm so thankful that we have a church that has the resources that Give us the ability to uh, to show our messages and show our services online to a whole nother audience. Do you do you realize that almost every week we have between four and five hundred other devices? We don't know how many people that represents, but other devices that are streaming us through Facebook or watching us online. So I'm so thankful that you have tuned us in this morning, wherever you are at in this world. It's going to be a crazy, crazy afternoon with the weather coming in. So thank you for being with us today. Um, If I've not met you before, my name is Brandon. I'm one of the pastors on the ministry team here. And I have the responsibilities of helping in the Next Steps area um, coming up in in 2019, as well as helping with our online engagement. And I'm really excited to be partnering with Journey Church International in those specific areas. I've been really thankful for this series that we've been. Have you? The Supernatural series has been unbelievable. We're in week number six of our series, um, and its tagline is Capturing the Power of the Holy Spirit, and it has really spoken to my heart. If you have your Bibles, why don't you open up right now to Ephesians chapter 5. This is a great opportunity for you to pull out those message notes in your bulletin or fire up the JCI app. Everything that we cover today will be in those locations. This has been a powerful series. It's been speaking to a lot of hearts and introducing people to a whole new perspective on the Holy Spirit. Our number one goal throughout this series is that you begin to learn to hear from the Holy Spirit in brand new ways, that you begin to recognize when God is speaking to you through His Holy Spirit, and when He does speak to you, that you respond appropriately and accordingly. Let me give you a quick recap of what we've covered so far in our series. We've talked about the basic theology of the Holy Spirit. We've talked about the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We've touched on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gifts that He gives us and the fruit He produces in our life. Pastor Christian gave us that message last week. And the strength that comes from the Holy Spirit. And so if you missed any of the Sundays in our series, let me encourage you to go to takethejourney.cc and review some of those messages because they have been powerful. Even better, there is oftentimes many things that we are just not able to fit into a 30-minute, 35-minute message or talk from the stage. So we go a little bit deeper in our uh, in our message through a podcast called Activate. If you have not downloaded and subscribed to this podcast, can I encourage you to do so? I have the opportunity to asking, of asking Pastor Christian questions each and every week just to dig a little bit deeper into the message. And I just sit back and I'm just like, wow, this guy... It keep dropping, keeps dropping wisdom that is just so good. And, and we love providing that as a tool for you throughout the week. So let me encourage you to download that Activate podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. Let's jump into our passage today. And like we've been doing for the past several months at JCI, before we read the passage in Ephesians chapter 5, let's just pray and ask God through his Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts and open up our minds as to what he wants us to hear today. Heavenly Father, we pause 
And we ask that you speak to us. Speak to us through your words, through scripture. Speak through my voice, Lord, if you would, to the hearts today. Let it penetrate deeply. Challenge us. Convict us. Show us where we need to grow in our relationship with you. And most importantly, help us to look more like your son, Jesus. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's read it. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 20. Paul says this, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand the Lord's, what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have a really simple message to share with you today. But I believe the truth that's found in the message could be very impactful and is extremely important for our lives. Two very simple ideas today that I am really looking forward to sharing with you. It's two power principles about the Holy Spirit that we can find in this passage today. The first power principle is this. Power principle number one is this. We leak the power of the Holy Spirit. We leak the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's an important truth about the Holy Spirit that we need to understand. And that is this, the person of the Holy Spirit. Remember, we learned in week number one that the Holy Spirit is not an it. It's not a thing. It's a person. The person of the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, but we will leak his power. The person of the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, but we will leak his power. It could be said another way, our bodies, our vessels that the Holy Spirit lives in. Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. He says this, writing to that church at Corinth, he says, Do you not know that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? Now look at these next four words. Who is in you? If you have your Bible, circle those, highlight those. Who is in you? Whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price or at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Now, this statement that Paul is making to the church at Corinth is extremely significant. And to the readers of this letter that Paul wrote, it would have been confusing. It would actually be a little bit controversial. To the Greek Christians that were living in the city of Corinth, this blew their mind because they believed that the gods, not just one God, their gods lived in temples, much like what you see on the screen. This is a, the ruins of the temple of Apollo in Corinth. You can go there to this day and see many of the ruins in the city of Corinth. They didn't just have one. They had many temples. Why? Because they believed the gods lived in the temples. They had God, uh, the temples for Aphrodite. They had temples for Apollo. You can go there today, like I said, and see them. But to the Jewish Christians that lived in the city as well, this was a deeply controversial statement that Paul was making. Because they believed that the presence of God resided in the temple, which was formerly the tabernacle. There you see a picture of the tabernacle. We learned all about the tabernacle in our Lamb series prior to Easter. It was a great, great series. They believed that the presence of God resided, was, was evident in the, the tabernacle itself, and then later in the actual temple that Solomon built in Jerusalem, that the presence of God was 
in the temple. And Paul was making a very clear statement. Listen, the gods, God of this universe does does not live in temples. He lives inside of us through the Holy, Holy Spirit. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're going, that sounds really weird. That sounds extremely odd. Like God lives inside of me. He lives in, he's, he's inside of me as a, as a Christian. Yes, he does. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. God, through his Holy Spirit, resides in us. This is a spiritual reality that is confusing. It's complicated, but I am so thankful it's true. When you become a Christian, when Jesus, when you invite Jesus into your heart, when you invite Jesus into your life, the Holy Spirit comes and he takes residence in your body and we become the temple of the Holy Spirit. God dwells in you and I, but we will often leak his power. Now, leaking can be positive and negative, right? Uh, negative, like if you have a leak in your car, that's not good. You're leaking tire or leaking air out of your tires. You have a leaky radiator. You're leaking oil. That's not good. Uh, we recently uh, bought a, a home in Lee Summit, and the second day we were living in this new home, we realized that we had a leak in the pipes. Not good. Uh, my son came up from his bedroom downstairs. He said, "Mom and Dad, my bed is absolutely wet. The carpet." Around my bed is absolutely wet. So we traced it and we found out that our shower was leaking. Not just the faucet was leaking. I'm talking about the drain was leaking. Literally, we were leaking the shower onto our son in the basement. I'll let you take the picture and the illustration further on that. We were leaking on our son. Leaks aren't good. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, though, leak, leaking is actually a positive thing. We leak the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, Brent, you're probably asking, Brandon, how do, we, how do we leak the power of the Holy Spirit? What do you mean by that? Well, I think we leak the power of the Holy Spirit in two very significant ways. The first one is this. The power of the Holy Spirit is given away when we serve. The power of the Holy Spirit is given away when we serve. Every time we serve, we give away a little bit of the power of the Holy Spirit to others. When you rock a baby in Journey Junior, you are giving away a little bit of the power of the Holy Spirit in you. When you lead a small group of students on Wednesday nights or a small group in your home, you are giving away a little bit of the power of the Holy Spirit to others. When you greet someone walking in the front entrance to our church, you are giving away a little bit of the power of the Holy Spirit. When when you serve a Thanksgiving meal in the community to a family in need, you are giving away a little bit of the power of the Holy Spirit. When you serve at our adopted village in Guatemala, like several of our our people have just returned from in in, in Guatemala, you, you give away a little bit of the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is given away when we serve. But the second way we leak the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, is when it's squeezed out of us when we display the fruit. The Holy Spirit can be squeezed out of us when we display the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now, maybe you're wondering what fruit. What are you talking about, Brandon? Well, Pastor Christian talked about this last week. In Galatians chapter 5, Paul tells us specifically 
what those fruit are. Nine very specific fruit. Let's review it again together. He said, uh, Paul said, but the fruit of the Spirit is. Notice, remember, it is singular. We need to have all of these fruit evident in our lives as followers of Jesus. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. As followers of Jesus, we need to have all of these fruit evident in our lives. I grew up in the 80s, and, and I love television from the 80s. That's when infomercials really began, be, started to become popular. Um, there was one infomercial that I still remember to this day. It was a man by the name of Jack LaLanne. Does anybody remember Jack LaLanne? Oh, yeah, Jack LaLanne. When this picture was taken, he was 80 years old. No joke. I mean, this guy was fit. He could do finger, uh, push-ups with his finger, finger uh, tips. I mean, he was incredible shape. And he sold what was called the power juicer. Anybody ever own a power juicer? No one. Oh, maybe one. This illustration's going nowhere. Um, the power juicer. Now, he sold this because when you look at him and you, and you, and you get his juicer, maybe you... You're like, man, I'd want to look just like him, so I'm going to buy the juicer because if I can drink the juice from the power juicer, I'll look just like him. And he sold thousands, hundreds of thousands of juicers. Here's the deal with a juicer, right? You stick an apple in it, you get apple juice. You stick an orange in it, you get orange juice. You stick a carrot in it, you get carrot juice. You stick spinach in it, we don't do that. We don't, we don't stick spinach in a juicer. That's gross. Um, people are putting kale. They're having kale juice. That's gross. We don't do that. But you get the point. You put fruit into a juicer, you get juice of that same fruit. You don't stick a pear in a juicer and get apple juice. Right? As Christians, if we were to put our lives into a spiritual juicer, we should squeeze the fruit of the Spirit out of us. Again, what is that fruit? It's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's patience, it's kindness, it's goodness, it's gentleness, it's self-control. Last week, we provided a very powerful tool. I hope you're using it. I have a copy of one in my hands. It's the spiritual fruit assessment. Here's a picture of it on the screen. Pastor Christian walked us through this. And at various points in our lives, we need to have our spiritual fruit assessed. Because with certain groups of people, we may display certain types of fruit. And in other areas, we may not be displaying the fruit that we're called to display. We pray that you use this as a tool to see what kind of fruit you are displaying. Every time we display any fruit of the Spirit, His power is squeezed out of us. And sadly, we often look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit more as emotions and feelings, don't we? I mean, look at the list. It's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's patience, it's kindness. You look at those and you go, well, those are, those are emotions, Brandon. Those are feelings, Brandon. No, we need to look at the fruit of the Spirit more as, as, as activation, as activity. In fact, the, the fruit of the Spirit provides spiritual fuel, not spiritual feelings, the, the fruit of the Spirit is, is spiritual fuel, not spiritual feelings. When I was a young boy, um, I started playing Pop Warner football, loved football. Uh, there's a picture. This is uh, 1979, 1980. That's when I had no teeth but a whole lot of hair, right? 
uh, uh, very good. I'm getting closer to not having a whole lot of teeth and not a lot of hair uh, just because of my A. Uh, anyways, there, there I am. And what, what I loved about football um, when I was that age was after the game. After the game, they would have a cooler full of ice some parent would provide. And inside the cooler was soda, the, the pop. I, I loved it because I would reach my hand in and I, and I would hope to pull out the grape crush soda. I loved it. But, but at halftime, um, one of the parents would always provide orange slices. Do you, do, you, do you remember this as kids? The orange slices were the best. I so looked forward to them because you could suck on the juice and, 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 and it would f- help you feel energized and refueled for the, the second half. You know, we need to look at displaying the fruit of the Spirit as spiritual activity, not spiritual feelings. You know, you, you might have a tough boss at work. He will squeeze the kindness out of you, won't he? You've got an employee at work that never shows up at time, uh, on time. They will squeeze some of the goodness out of you. You have a child, parents, who's hard to get to bed at night. That child will squeeze the patience out of you. You have a friend who's hard to hang out with for long periods of time. That person will squeeze love out of you. Displaying the fruit is an activity. And an activity requires fuel, even spiritual activity. And we have to continue to replenish our spiritual fuel supplies. Every time we give away the power of the Holy Spirit, every time the power of the Holy Spirit is squeezed out of us, we have to refuel. And so we leak. We leak the power of the Holy Spirit. We're leaky vessels. So here's the key question I have for you. And this one's been pounding on my heart all week. And that is this. What did I leak last week? Like, look at last week. Look at the fruit that you displayed or the lack of fruit that you displayed. And ask yourself, what did I leak last week? It's a real simple question. Did you, did you leak bitterness and anxiety and fear and pride? around those or to those around you or did you leak goodness kindness patience love joy did you leak those around you this leads us to power principle number two the first power principle is we leak the power of the holy spirit the second power principle is this is that we need to continually be filled with the power of the holy spirit Look at Ephesians 5, verse 18 with me again. Uh, this is really the heart of our message today. Um, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, Paul says this. This is the most important verse in our passage. It says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to, debauch- de- to debauchery. Instead, will you underline these two words? Be filled. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. It's an interesting comparison that the Apostle Paul makes with drinking wine and being drunk with wine, forgive me, and and the Holy Spirit. Uh, He uses this comparison um, not as a prohibition against drinking because uh, he, he would say something like that. He actually, this word drunk means to be in excess or or to have too much of. And we all know this. Nothing good ever happens when we drink in excess. But that's really not the heart. Don't let that distract you from what Paul is trying to say. He says, instead, be filled. Now, these are two very powerful English words that actually is one word in Greek. The words be filled is actually the Greek word, plero. 
And pleuro literally means to make full or to cram full. In fact, not only the meaning of the word is important, but how it's used. How this verb is used is really important. Don't miss this. The usage of the word is in what, um, what we call present imperative, meaning it's not past tense. It's not a one and done. You're not filled one time, and that's good. It's a present imperative. It means that we always have to be filled with the Spirit. It's a continuous action. In fact, we could actually translate this passage to say, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. That means every day we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, every, uh, with the power of the Holy Spirit. Every moment of our lives, we need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. You may be going into this week going, you know what, Lord, I have a very important meeting. You could pray this prayer. Holy Spirit, fill me with your power before I go into this meeting so I say the right things and do the right things. Students, you may have a tough test coming up this week, and you've studied really hard, but you have a little bit of fear or anxiety about going into the test. You can say, Holy Spirit, please fill me with your power. Give me peace as I go into this test today. You may have a tough conversation that you need to have, like I had to this week. You can say, Holy Spirit, fill me with your presence. Fill me with your power so I say the right things in this very difficult conversation. Sadly, we have the ability to allow our lives to be filled with everything but the Holy Spirit. It's unfortunate. We fill our lives with busy schedules. We fill our lives up with sports and hobbies, things that we think will satisfy us and complete us, but they often leave us empty. Only the Holy Spirit and the filling of His power can help us in that area. You know, this week I I was asking and thinking about how can I paint a picture of what this looks like spiritually in the minds of people today. And I came across this just simple illustration. You know, the Bible refers to our lives as temples of the Holy Spirit. I want you to imagine this vase that I just lifted up into this tray as the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's our lives. The Holy Spirit resides in us. And remember, Pastor Christian said last week that that the seed of all of the fruits of this, all of the fruit of the Spirit are in our lives when we become a follower of Jesus, when we become a Christian. All of the seeds, love and joy and and peace, patience, we could go down the whole list. All of that is in our lives, but may not be evident. I contend today, and it is what I believe Paul is saying, is that the only time our fruit can be displayed in our lives to others is when we are filled with, with his spirit. And remember, we said that the filling of the spirit is to be crammed full, to be filled, to overflowing. You know, the Bible often refers to the Holy Spirit as water. Isn't that interesting? In Isaiah chapter 44, he told the prophet Isaiah, he said, I will pour out my water on a dry and thirsty land. He was prophesying to, the, to Isaiah about the coming of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. In John chapter 4, to the woman at the well, Jesus told this woman who had been caught in sin, he said, you need to drink from my water, referring to the Holy Spirit. You need to drink from my water because you will never thirst again if you drink from my water. In John chapter 7, when Jesus was predicting his death and the coming of the Holy Spirit, he says that I will fill you with an everlasting water, a water where you will never, never, ever thirst again. The Holy Spirit is often referred to as water. 
And Paul is telling us today is that we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit so full that the fruit just pours out of you. People see the love and the joy and the peace and the patience and the kindness and the goodness and the self-control that comes out of our lives. Look at what Paul says in Philippians. This is so good. Philippians chapter 1 in the New Living Translation. Watch this. Paul says to the church at Philippi in a letter he wrote to them, I pray that your love, what's love? It's a fruit of the Spirit. What does he say? Will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand. What do you want us to understand? What really matters. Here's what really matters. So that you may Live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always, what are these two words right here? Be filled. There's that Greek word again, playero. Be filled, be crammed full with the fruit of your salvation. The righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much, much glory to praise and praise to God. You know what will bring great praise and glory to God is that our lives are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and that the fruit of the Spirit is evident in our lives. Such a powerful thought. And so we leak. And if we leak, then you may be asking, Brandon, if we leak, then how do we fill back up? How do we fill back up with the Spirit? Well, before this church was ever started, Pastor Christian uh, talked about how he read through the book of Acts. And as he read through the book of Acts, he discovered four things that the early church did that, that helped them um, grow, that helped them look more like Jesus, that helped them refuel. And those four things are what we call our, our four E's of spiritual growth. I want to look at them today as four ways that we can refuel our spiritual fuel supplies. They are these. Number one, we need to experience God, experience God each Sunday through our worship experience. That's what we're doing today. Leaving today, we pray that you are refueled with the power of the Holy Spirit. David talked about this in, in Psalms. If you read through the Psalms, you'll, you'll understand how much David craved to be in the presence of God. It was so good. Look at what David writes in Psalm 42, verses 1 through 3. Listen to how much he craved to be in the presence of God. Listen, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And then I want you to underline these, these words right here. When can I go and meet with God? David was meeting with God and he was already looking forward to the next time he could meet with God. Do you have that same desire to be in the presence of God each and every week? Does, does Friday come? Does Saturday come? And you just have this, oh man, I cannot wait to get to church on Sunday. I cannot wait to have my spiritual fuel supplies uh, refueled so that I can live with the power of the Holy Spirit. You can. Now, Sunday worship experience can refuel the power of the Spirit in us, but in and of itself, Sunday morning is simply not enough. That's why we need number two. We need number two. We need to engage in relationships 
in a spiritual community? Are you involved in a spiritual community? Do you have a group of men or a group of women that you meet with regularly, that you text often? Do you have other couples that you meet with every other week or every week to be spiritually refueled? Uh, Many people have said we cannot grow spiritually unless we are connected relationally, and that's so true. You and I need to be connected with a group of Christians that help us look more and more like Jesus every time we're around him. Now, you've heard that said many times from this stage. We talk about it a lot. But maybe you're still saying the same thing you've always said. Brandon, you know what? I'm good. I, I, feel, I feel good. I don't need another group of people surrounding me. I, I feel like I'm growing pretty well. Listen, if there's one person to ever walk on this earth that could say, you know what? I don't need a group of people. I'm pretty good. It would have been Jesus. But you know what? Jesus surrounded himself with a group of men uh, that, that encouraged him and loved him and, and, and appreciated him and helped him. We need those same relationships in our lives. But listen, just having a community group or a group that you're in a relationship with is simply not enough. We need number three. We need to embrace serving a church and in our community and around the world. We need to be serving others in our community, in our church, and around the world. I love what Pastor Dan said just a couple weeks ago. He said, save people, serve people. Do you remember that? Save people, serve people. Pastor Christian says it all the time from this stage. We are never more like Jesus than when we serve. Listen, serving refuels our soul. Uh, We may leak some of the power of the Holy Spirit when we serve, but listen, it's more refueling than it is depleting. Ask anyone who packed a Thanksgiving meal this week or helped serve in some capacity over the Thanksgiving holiday. It refueled their soul. Ask anyone who adopted a cold water family last year. It refuels your soul knowing that you're making an impact in someone else's life. Ask anyone who just returned a couple of weeks ago from Guatemala serving in the, 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 the village in, in La Cidra. It, it, was ref, it refueled their soul, but by itself, it's just not enough. That's why we need number four. We need number four in our lives, and that is this. We need to equip ourselves with a personalized spiritual growth plan. We need to equip ourselves with a personalized spiritual growth plan. Sunday worship and teaching is simply not enough to help you look more like Jesus. Christians have to have a plan to grow throughout the week. Sundays should inspire us, they should challenge us, but simply will not be enough to sustain us Monday through Saturday. And let me ask you a question. How many of you just had an unbelievably amazing Thanksgiving dinner? I mean, it was awesome. Like, I had an unbelievable, the turkey was the best it ever been, the mashed potatoes, all of the fixings, it was so good, pumpkin pie afterwards. I mean, I, I, I pigged out. It was so good. But that meal in and of itself was not enough to sustain me for the rest of the week, was it? I had leftovers that night because they were that good. And I woke up the next morning and I had more left leftovers. Our Thanksgiving meal was never meant to sustain us throughout the week or even the year. And oftentimes we do this spiritually. We feast on Sundays thinking it's going to simply be enough to sustain us throughout the week. But oftentimes 
we get to Monday and we're already spiritually depleted. We need to daily refuel our spiritual lives. Look at what Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 15, verse 16. This is so good. He says this, when your words came, I ate them. Isn't that, isn't that a great visual of how much Jeremiah appreciated the word of God? He looked at them as spiritual food. He ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, Lord God Almighty. Do you have a spiritual, a personalized spiritual growth plan throughout the week? And do you look forward to that time where you can eat so that you can feast on the word of God? You can. A person who's filled with the Holy Spirit is, is, is powerful. A person who's filled with the power of the Holy Spirit is so impactful in the lives of other people. So let me ask you this question. Are you running on full? Are you running on full? You know, oftentimes we feel like we're depleted physically. Are you spiritually depleted? You don't have to be. You can run on full. What does that person look like who's full of the power of the Holy Spirit? Well, Paul goes on to tell us in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19 through 20. He says, a person who's filled with the Holy Spirit looks like this. Speaks to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. If you're ever around a person who is filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, it's like dripping with the power. They always have a word from God to share with you. They're, they're, they're leaking the word of God to, to others. Uh, they sing and make music from your heart. They, they, seems to, like, they always have a, a song in their heart about something. You know, when my son was four years old, he watched um, The Incredibles for the very first time. Came out in 2004. And my son literally thought he was Dash, the, the young boy in, in the family who, who ran really fast. That was his superpower. And so my son really had, had one switch, and it had two speeds, really fast and off. And he would run throughout the house crazy fast, thinking he was Dash. And not only that, he would be humming a theme song. It was one of the cutest things ever. Is that you in your spiritual life? When people are around you, can they just sense, or maybe they can even hear a theme song in your heart of how much you love God? A person who is filled with the Holy Spirit, listen, look at this, is always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything. Like everything? Like the good times I get. I get the good times, but even the bad times, even the difficult times, yeah, when you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, you can be thankful even in the difficult times. Does that describe you today? I want that to describe my life. I want other people around me to say, you know what, Brandon? You know, every time I'm around him, I just feel, uh, I just feel like he's filled with the power of the Spirit. I feel better when I'm around him. He makes me a better person. I want that in my life. Do you? You can Let me just challenge you with just a couple simple thoughts before we dart out of here. If you are running on empty, you need to ask yourself just a simple question. What's missing? What's missing in my life? Are you inconsistent in your Sunday attendance and your Sunday worship experience? Let me challenge you to attend one more Sunday during the month. If you're attending one Sunday a month, come twice a month. If you're attending twice a month, come three times. Come one more time. 
Are you not connected in a community with other Christians? You can. We can help you with that. See our next steps table. After the service, we can help you. Are you not regularly serving at JCI or in the community? You can. There's all sorts of opportunities in our church and in our community. Are you equipped with a personalized spiritual growth plan? You can be. We can help you with that. Visit the next steps table after the service and we'll walk you through that. Let's be people that, is, that are identified as individuals who are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Will you pray with me?